God's good, isn't he? I'm excited for this morning. Not so much because I'm preaching. I'm excited for what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Because if I'm honest, I'm not exactly sure what I'm preaching. <laughs> it's funny. I'm not saying I'm not prepared. I had like eight pages of notes. Tried condensing them to three pages of notes. Trying to get like a, a good sermon outline. And the end of it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, I don't exactly know what you're doing here, but I'm expecting something great. <laughs> right? The subject we've been on. Anybody throw that out? It's going to be a little bit of a back and forth possibly today. What have we been talking about the last few weeks? On earth as it is in heaven. On earth. If you, if you missed last week's message or the, the recent few messages, please look them up. You can hear it via SoundCloud. I think it's like Solid Rock Church, Abbotsford. Uh, check it out. I, I was away last week. I listened to Pastor Nelson's message. Phenomenal. If you want to hear a message that's preached with passion, relevant to your life, look it up. Now, that's not simply me being promotional. I'm, I'm sincere in this. Right? The topic of, of on earth as it is in heaven is, is huge. Huge. And to be honest, that's, like Pastor Nelson said last week, it's a big topic. It's a big topic. But you know what? It's an impactful topic. I honestly believe you cannot go and approach it or get close to it without getting some kind of change. Some kind of change. So one of the things we've been asked to do is to reflect on what on earth as it is in heaven means to us thing is, I can't separate it from the context which it's in. What's the context on earth as it is in heaven is? What is it? The Lord's Prayer. Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And notice even, it's not your kingdom come and your will be done. It's not the joining together of two independent thoughts. It's your kingdom come, your will be done. It's an extension of the same thought. The kingdom of God, the will of God, right from the Father whom he's addressing, on earth as it is in heaven. Now I know what today's takeaway is. That's what I'm going to try to preach for. I know what I want you to take away. I know what I've taken away from this. I'm grateful about it. Listen, if you get the chance, sit down, pull out your Bible, and start just looking at the kingdom of God. Pick a book of the Bible. Pick Matthew talks a lot about the kingdom. Luke. I went to Luke and Acts. That's what I did. And that's where I'm going to focus today. And just look at the kingdom of God. Keep that in your mind as you read. And what stands out? It's powerful. It's powerful. These things aren't said in a vacuum. <laughs> there's reasons why they're there, and there's, there's frameworks which things are created in. So last week when Pastor Nelson spoke, he, he, as he, he addressed this, he focused on the glory of God. Because as he thought about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, he can't separate it from God. He can't separate it from the glory of God. I can't either. (laughs) 
I kind of want to jump to the end. <laughs> I've got too much time. I was, I was. Uh, some of the pastors joke about me being like doing a really short sermon. I, I looked it up before, and I think my shortest is like 20 minutes. My longest was like an hour. So I think I got a good range. I think I got a good range. But I could almost jump to the end and be done. I don't want to do that. But what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to try to explain a little bit is, is uh, Holy Spirit, help me with this. When you go to Luke and Acts, some of the questions that come for me is, Lord, your kingdom. When, when, he, when God comes to the people in, in, in Luke, right? You got the birth narrative at first. You've got the different people that announcements are made to. And reactions. When the kingdom of God comes, there's always a reaction. There's always a response of some kind. Why? Because the glory of God emanates from the kingdom. His light shines and reveals what's in people's hearts. It reveals the truth of the way things are. When you encounter God, when you ask for God's presence, when you expect the glory of God to come, it illuminates you. And everything around you. You want to see where God's working? Look for his glory reflecting in people's lives. You can't miss it if you're paying attention. Because the glory of God has this way of of illuminating our lives and exposing what is there. What's good, what's not so good, and it's not in a way of judging This is the thing. Revelation in itself is not judgment. It isn't a type of saying what is and what is not, what's true and what's false. But when God's glory reveals things into our lives, there's hope and there's purpose there. Throughout Jesus' ministry, Jesus, the kingdom of God should be our mindset and our focus and our priority. Why? Because it was for Christ. And is for Christ. It was he was focused on it. He was focused on the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the life of God, the person of God, the authority, the the power. I can't separate the phrase kingdom from the will of God. Otherwise. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is going to be a bit scattered because it is a huge topic. But what I, what I found when I embraced, when I came to this, is it makes me, this is going to end up being the takeaway, realistically. I don't believe, no, put it this way. When, when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, that's everything. Why do we pray that? As I looked at on earth as it is in heaven, it drove me to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord God, bring your glory. Light up my life. Light up the people around us. I want to see what you see. I want to see what I can change, what I can celebrate. I want to be more like you. I want what you want. 
I want it in your people. The perspective of God and his kingdom is, is, is not myopic. It's, it's quite broad, actually. You know, it's fascinating. In, in Luke, after this period of silence, and, and it comes to, to a bunch of people, uh, their response is huge. Okay, and, and to give some, some preference and, and, and structure here, in Luke, the, even Luke, writing this, recognizes this idea of kingdom and kingdom narrative as he's talking about the life of Jesus to his people. Because even as he frames the gospel, he's a historian, but he'll use um, civil and priestly authorities as chronological markers. Okay, so like... Uh, in the days of Caesar Augustus, uh, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, in the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor, during the priesthood of uh, Annas and Caiaphas, right? There's a structure that he references. And the people he's referencing, who've long been waiting for the Messiah to come and restore the kingdom to Israel, because they messed up and they lost it. And they're waiting for the physical manifestation of the promise of God. They've lost a little bit of the spiritual aspect of it, but they're looking for the physical representation. And when the Holy Spirit comes to individuals to announce first the birth of John and then the birth of Jesus, there's a response, a deep response that is authentic, that speaks to the cry of their heart, and it's very broad. As the glory of God comes to them, it, it, their hearts begin to be revealed. Some of the things they say, Mary, I, I'm trying to, to frame this way of a kingdom perspective. Mary talks about the Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Israel. That's the message given to Mary. As Mary praises in what's known as a Magnificat, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our father. As Zechariah, after the birth of John, once his mouth is opened, he doesn't just delight in the miracle of the birth of John. He looks to what John represents and then thanks afterwards for the son John, but looks to what John represents in prophesying praise and thanksgiving to God for salvation, for redemption, for mercy and faithfulness, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness all our days. When God's light and grace comes to us, it illuminates, it responds, it causes us to cry out for the things that he's put in us, to respond to his promises. Simon, waiting for the consolation of Israel, the Lord's Christ. Simon, praise and thanks God for his faithfulness, salvation, and revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. Anna, the prophetess, spoke about the child who are looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. It's all this kingdom idea that they're crying out for, the restoration. Thank God that he's delivered on this promise, and we're rejoicing in celebration at his faithfulness, his salvation, his goodness. And it's true. And yet the thing about all this praise, also, even the stuff generated by the Holy Spirit, which is accurate and true, there's more. It's deeper. It's beyond even what they expect. It's greater. 
The announcements are deeply spiritual, and at the same time, they're deeply cultural. They're connected to a heritage and a national identity. There's a people, a nation being prepared, and they're bringing together of a nation. It's the reception of its king, the proclamation of the kingdom. The influence and revelation of the Holy Spirit points to something they long for. It's something greater, not fully understood or expected. God does the same thing in our lives. Has there promises he's made to you? You can cling to that. You can hold that. And I promise you what he's promised you is deeper and greater than you know. And there's hints of even on it. I'm going to use Luke and Acts as a vehicle for all this. Even at this time, there's hints of something greater. As the angels proclaim in the birth of Jesus, it's for all people. The good news for all people. And John later challenges it as he steps into his ministry, as John the Baptist challenges, says, even the stones, God can raise up as children of Abraham. God's promises are deeper than we know. And they're faithful and they're true and we can cling to them. A kingdom perspective is God-centered, God in charge, beyond and including self. You're part of it. It includes you, but it's panoramic. The kingdom mindset relies on the word of the king. Even in temptation, the devil comes to Jesus, and he takes him to high points, vantage points, perspective points, and offers them the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. But he offers only what's passing away. God gives Jesus a kingdom that cannot be shaken, an eternal kingdom that never fades. Throughout this ministry, Jesus refers again and again and again and again to the kingdom, the life of the kingdom, the attitudes of the kingdom. It affects everything. And as people come in contact with this, their hearts are revealed. How they respond. Some get angry. Right at the time when Jesus opens up Isaiah, Really, the, in, in Luke, the first recorded message he gives. He speaks the message of Isaiah. The people say, hey, they speak well of him. Hey, isn't, this, uh, isn't this Joseph's son? And uh, then he begins to talk about some things that make him a little uncomfortable. And next thing you know, they, they want to kill him. You can't encounter the word of God without this getting revealed. You can't encounter Christ. When we call for the presence of God, when we say, Jesus, come into our lives, be with us, dwell with us, manifest your glory, expect. You can't shine a flashlight in a dark place and not see something. There's going to be things that you see that you're going to praise God for, there's going to be see things that are going to make you feel uncomfortable. And that's awesome because that gives us chance for repentance. That gives us chance to see God move in our lives, to correct us, to change us, to turn us, to transform us. When God steps into our lives and makes us uncomfortable, it's not to break us down. 
It's opportunity. What God wants for you is deeper and greater than you know. See, the kingdom of God is inside you. The glory of God, God himself is in the kingdom. You're the light of the world because the kingdom of God is inside you. Because his glory is in the kingdom. It shines in you. It shines out of you. Where you go, wherever you go, the light of God's glory shines. That's going to make some people uncomfortable. It was interesting, even in Acts, the beginning of Acts, uh, Disciples are still asking. Jesus is already resurrected. He's spending time with them. He's teaching about the kingdom of God. And they say, okay, is now the time the kingdom's going to be restored to Israel? And Jesus says, it's not for you to know. That's the Father's, Father's decision. But you will receive power from the Holy Spirit. You will be my witnesses. And you're going to be sent out. He's already told them that the kingdom of God dwells in them. He's already telling them, guess what? The kingdom is being advanced through you. John came. John prepares the people for repentance. Gets them ready for change. Let's turn. Let's go the other way. Jesus points, this is, this is the kingdom direction. This is the kingdom perspective. This is the kingdom life. This is the kingdom expectation. And guess what? sending you the Holy Spirit to empower you to do that, to go there, to live that, to have that, to be that, that the life that's in the kingdom can dwell in you. On earth as it is in heaven. The life from in the kingdom where God is centered, the will of God, the life of God, the power of God from within the kingdom on earth to transform God's not looking to replace earth with heaven. God's not looking to make two heavens. There is heaven and God is taking what is within heaven on earth and making something new through you and through me and through all that are called according to his purpose. I get this is somewhat scattered, but if I, if I can just get... When we, when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. We are asking for the glory and the light of God to come and reveal what is in us, what is around us, what his will is, what his purpose. We're not always going to respond right. <laughs> what do we do about that? Take the opportunity that God's provided. Here's an illustration. Luke 
Rejoice in that day, leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their fathers treated their prophets. But woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. We want the glory of God to shine in us. We want to see on earth as it is in heaven. But it's always connected to your kingdom come, your will be done. We wonder sometimes when things will change. When will the kingdom come? The kingdom does not come, Luke 17, 20. The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is, there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Are you willing to ask, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done? on earth as it is in heaven. We do sing, and, and Pastor Nelson shared the song last week, or, uh, I think the CD skipped or something, but it's a powerful song, uh, Show Me Your Glory. Talk about the experience Moses had and that desire, right? Where God comes and manifests his glory to Moses. There's something in our hearts that cry out for the manifestation of God's glory, that he would show us that we would know him. Are we ready for that? Do you want it? Do you really want it? I had asked myself that, to be honest. Am I ready? You know, it's funny. I mean, it's, this is a weird one, but... Um, I don't know, you've been following Kanye West at all in the news. He's been in the news a lot lately, right? And whatever, people have their opinions and, and, and different thoughts and lots of critiques. Uh, and as I was studying, this actually made me think about something here. It made me think, regardless, well, not regardless, but you've got a person that said, hey, I'm a new Christian. He's in a he's in a obviously a very public setting in a very interesting context, very different from most of us, if not all of us. Yet I'm amazed because when I look, I see the work of God. I see the work of God. How? I'm not even talking necessarily about Kanye himself or his actions. I'm talking about the light that's reflected out of this in people's lives. Even my own life. In response, it made me question. It's like, huh, do I really not believe that God can change a person? Right? This is what the glory of God does, though. When God is at work, his glory shines and it reveals attitudes, thoughts, perspectives, motivations, intentions. We need that. We need truth. I need to hear from God. I need to know him. 
I need the reality of him. I'm not alone. <laughs> Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your glory shine in this church, in each one of our lives. Lord God, illuminate, light up each one of us. Let us be carriers of your glory wherever you send us. Lord God, be praised and honored and be lifted up. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your perspectives, your power, your joy, your peace, your strength. Lord, I'll take your rebuke even. Lord, whatever you have for us in your kingdom, that's where I want to be. On earth as it is in heaven, here and now. And draw to close. <laughs> uh, Father God, Holy Spirit, what else can we say? Your work, your presence, your love, your power, your grace, your revelation. You're anointing, you're equipping. Lord, we need all of it. We need all of you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your redemption. Thank you for your peace. Lord, you take joy in your people. You take delight in your people. We were made to be praise and honor to you. Reveal yourself, Lord God, even more. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord God. And amen, show us your glory. We want more of you, Lord God.
Lord God, in every moment that you reveal yourself, in every time we encounter your glory, your person, and we're laid bare before you, give us the grace and the strength to cry out, Abba, Father. Give us the faith to see what you see, Lord God. The person of Christ, the power of Christ, the love of Christ, the faithfulness of Christ who dwells within us because of your great love and great compassion and great mercy. The equipping and the power, the anointing, the provision of the Holy Spirit who has been lovingly, purposely given to us the equipping of your people, Lord, the building of your church, the gathering of testimony, the building of praise and thanksgiving and honor and celebration, all to you, Lord God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Blessed be your name, in Jesus' name. Amen.